Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk about being a working mom for a moment. Before the pandemic hit, I was honestly struggling to juggle it all. Getting up, getting ready, getting Milo up, getting him ready, getting both of us out the door, rushing to daycare, leaving him in the uncertain care of a stranger, then sitting in the stresses of rush hour traffic, paying for parking in the garage of my downtown high-rise office, skipping lunch, and then leaving early just to be able to pick him up from daycare on time. Corporate finance didn't match me as a solo parent, and that's why I chose to build my own home bookkeeping business. You might not be in the exact same situation, but whatever your need for flexibility is, I created the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass just for that. Professional and lifestyle flexibility. My course is now for a limited time being offered for only $99. In this course, I share everything I've learned about building and scaling my very own remote home bookkeeping practice. Enroll now at edjconsultinggroup.com under resources. Hello, 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 wine moms, and welcome back to the Mommy Wines podcast. I am your host, as always, Emma Dawn, and in today's conversation, in today's podcast episode, I am speaking with Allie, and she is a mama who is also living in a small mountain town, just like me, but she's a little further north, um, our neighbors up top, Canada, and she is a wine lover, an exercise addict, a total foodie, and the sweetest thing I love it having Canadians on the show. They are just uh, darling and so sweet. And she talks a lot about her birth experience that she went through during the pandemic. So go ahead, sit down, pour a glass of wine, give her a huge round of applause as I welcome Allie, or on Instagram, known as AuthenticallyAllie underscore. Go give her a follow and stay tuned for today's episode. We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Yay. Okay. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. Don't oh. mind how I look right now. I like just got in the door. <laughs> oh, no worries. I have um, a date tomorrow and I'm oh. like looking, I like pushed my computer way back and I was like, I got up to get something and I was looking at myself and I'm like, oh, now I'm nervous. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I just got the baby down. So hopefully he sleeps for a little bit and he doesn't interrupt this. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so where are you? Um, where are you at? Um, he- so I live in a small town in British Columbia in Canada. Oh, fun. Yeah. Where do you live? In Nevada. Cool. <laughs> so I'm like south. <laughs> I, Is it I actually- uh, yeah, it's like been 50 degrees for like the past few days, Nice. which to me, 50 degrees is like, Ooh, like short, like I sent my kid outside today with shorts and a t-shirt. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty warm here for it being Canada. Like we still have snow, but like it's been in the like pluses. So that's nice. That's a bonus, especially yeah. with a new baby. Yeah. Yeah. How, so you are a first time mom. How yeah. old is your little boy and how are you adjusting? He's six months old. He's almost seven months old. Uh, it's definitely like a roller coaster. Do you have That's, any kids? I have my, I have one son, Milo. He's four. Oh, 
Okay, nice. <laughs> um, I heard it goes fast, so. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about this the other day because he was just doing some pain in the ass thing. And um, I was like, man, I remember so much of like when he was a baby. Yeah. And I, oh, start- wow. I started getting um, all of these like memory things on my Instagram stories. Oh, yeah. And it like shows me like, oh, on this day two years ago or on this day four years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, like Milo at four months old. And there was this video I took of him. On his little, he had this like pond, uh, what do you call it? Like those like tummy time play mat things. Oh, yeah. And it had this like arch that went over with like dingly toys and like firefly lights. It was really cute. It was all like pond themed. And he was making these ridiculously crazy noises. And I took a video of it and it showed up in my memories the other day. And I'm like, oh, "Oh my God, I forgot about this. Like, you're not a pain in the ass. Like, you're so cute. That's what definitely social media is good for is when you get all the, like the memories pop up. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I've like tried multiple, multiple times to delete my Facebook because I always make this joke about how Facebook is like the Jerry Springer, but like Instagram's like the Oprah. (laughs) Totally. I feel like you need Facebook to like do anything, like to sign up for certain stuff or like it's ridiculous. (laughs) I don't really use Facebook as much anymore, though. Instagram uh, is where it's at for me. I might log into my Facebook or pull up the app uh, like twice a week, I think, maybe a couple times a month. Um, And I'll scroll through and it's like five seconds and I'm like, okay. But like I could sit on Instagram reels. Yeah. But I was because I started TikTok. (laughs) I can like that's what I do. I'm like, sorry guys, this is my nightly, um, Instagram real spam report. Um, (laughs) the next five slides of my Instagram story are going to be reels that I think are funny. (laughs) And it's like a thing. And I do it like almost every night. I don't, but I feel like I, I don't even need TikTok because I see all of the TikToks on Instagram. I know my friend. Well, so the reels on Instagram are shorter though. Oh, are they up to a minute? And one of my friends just convinced me to get it a few weeks ago. And I'm like, no, I don't need another form of social media. But then I like got it. And now I'm just knees deep into it. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of that. Like I, I'm on Instagram so much. It's like the only form of social media I use. And, um, last year in April during COVID, my son and I launched an online um, e-commerce pet supply store for dogs. Oh, cool. And between the podcast and my personal account and like the pet stuff. And of course I need Facebook to do like shopping on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I know. Like, it gets to be so much. Man, I spend so much time on Instagram, but. So do I. It's stupid. <laughs> But I've seen people send me, like, they know I don't have TikTok. So if they see something that they're like, oh, this is hilarious. Or, or Emma's going to love this. Like, they'll send it yeah. to me. So I put most of my TikTok reels onto face or onto Instagram. But now um, Instagram and TikTok are kind of, like, battling it out because they're, like, in competition of each other. So if you upload a, uh, a TikTok video to Instagram, it will be deprioritized by Instagram so you have to like remove the watermark and stuff so like now I how do you do that oh my god it's like this downloader that you google it's called like snaptick and you copy the link (laughs) it's exactly it's just more work and then you download that yeah you download that and then you upload it to Instagram oh my god yeah so (laughs) learning all these things I like so I started the MW Wine Club, which is like a biweekly virtual wine tasting club, cocktails, fun. Um, And I went to the store to pick up wine just like before our call and or this not a call recording podcast, whatever. Um, And I was like, oh, I'm going to get like creative with reels. Like I'm going to try it out. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because normally you definitely I, need lots of wine for that. <laughs> normally I just post like really cute pictures of my kid and we have a golden doodle because oh. Milo begged me for a dog. Um, so I'm like, oh yeah, like here's a picture of a book I'm reading or here's my cute kid. But like, I don't really get on reels all that much. I'm trying, but I yeah. like, it's, this, kind of, it's daunting. <laughs> I did this super cute, like wine aisle reel. And I'm like, nice. oh my God, like this is going to go viral. This is the yeah. freaking cutest thing ever. And I put that song, um, I was listening to like the nineties hits, on Spotify in my car nice. and what song was it um it was like if you're not the one by like Daniel Bucca whatever whatever um Bettingfield or whatever his name was I think so do you know what I'm talking about yeah he had like a few hits yeah he's like I don't want to run away oh yeah 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 <laughs> But I'm like, oh my God, this is the like greatest song ever. I haven't heard this since like my, I don't even know, homecoming or something a long time ago. And I like put the music on it and I like tagged a couple of like my wine friends and I went to post and it just had like the red circle and it was like error posting, try again later. And I'm like, no. So I kept trying, kept trying. It didn't work. So I closed out Instagram and reopened it and then it was gone. And it wasn't even in my drafts anymore. It was just gone forever. And then, oh, you like. (sighs) So disappointed. I wanted to. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. It takes so much time. So yeah, no, I know. I get it. It's kind of stupid, but apparently reels are the new thing. So I know. I it's the new like way to engage like because Instagram's prioritizing reels now so which is I find is kind of annoying because Instagram like their platform is pictures like that's I feel like they should just keep it to that and let TikTok do their thing but yeah (laughs) I kind of I kind of loved when Instagram launched the stories because I'm like oh awesome because I am somebody who is like mono when it comes to social media yeah. I am like one and done. And I kind of like how Instagram is becoming this one-stop shop. But at the same time, it's like, what about all the original content? Like totally. I I am um friends with some photographers who have been using Instagram and they have been losing followers oh, because yeah. they're photographers. So yeah. they post these gorgeous photos. They used to have like 70, 100,000 followers, which is, like, stupid to even have, like, I feel dumb even having this conversation, but I'm like, this is 2021, right? Like, this is the world we live in. Oh, I know. But, and they used to get, like, they used to not do any other marketing. They would just have, like, client referrals and people reach out to them on Instagram. Yeah. But now they're losing followers because... You have to do reels. You have to do reels. And like yeah. some, you know, some photographers I've seen have made like adjustments Yeah, and they're like doing a little bit more like behind the scenes kind of stuff. But I'm like, man, uh, if like, that's I your thing. That. I hate that whole algorithm thing. Like, I feel like each part of it should have the same, like, what's, what, what word am I looking for? Same substance, you know, like a picture should have the same. Uh, uh, like opportunity yeah, as a reel or a video or whatever so it's, let's, it's let's just trend the hashtag equal opportunity instagram yeah <laughs> <laughs> we should <laughs> i'm like my cute kid pictures are no longer popular because it's not a cute kid reel and i'm like that's I really know. disappointing because yeah. everyone's engagement is down a lot i'm in like some engagement groups like behind the scenes and a few of the things that we've talked about is everyone has noticed how much their engagement's been down. Like it's crazy. And it, yeah, it sucks for businesses and stuff that like depend on that. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's all the new people coming on board, but that's the thing with social media is that you have to be able to adapt, I guess. And now just like, accept that things are always going to be changing probably and going to have to change with it. (laughs) It definitely, that is true. Because, and that's one of the things, um, I wish my podcast was my full-time gig, uh, but it's not, I (laughs) am a, I've been called like my friend who does, um, he's my investment partner. 
he, um, it calls me a business coach every time he refers people to me. In reality, I'm just like a bookkeeper who like helps businesses grow and develop, but like well, my bread and butter. Vegas? Do you live by Vegas? No, I live in Northern Nevada. Like, oh, okay. I should turn you around because there's, I just like live in front of this mountain range. It's really pretty. Oh, wow. There's sure. like the Ruby Mountains that separate <laughs> hot Nevada um, and cold Nevada. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like how I explain it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've been teaching all of my like small businesses and like the clients that I work with. I'm like, you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to pivot. Like totally COVID changed the way so many businesses work. Oh yeah. From like my dog groomers to landscapers. And they're like, well, you know, we're landscapers. We're outside. Like how is COVID affecting us? And I'm like, uh, because like nobody is getting a newspaper anymore. Like nobody's getting a phone book. Like they're not just going to call you up. Yeah, totally. Like the first thing people do is they go online to look for stuff. And like even social media is like a search engine. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I know I've definitely spent a lot more time on social media and just realizing how important it is to have social media skills now because yeah, the world's within just this past year, the world's completely changed now. Crazy. Yeah. So Are you-, you were pregnant throughout COVID, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, tell, okay. My son is my one and only. I'm not having yeah. any more. And I had him like what seems like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so fill me in on what pregnant life was like through the pandemic. Um, I have to say, so I was pregnant last January. So for a few months before it really hit, cause it was at like what March or April when it got super, super serious with the whole COVID stuff last year. Um, was it the same in Canada as it was in the U S definitely not as intense. Really? <laughs> no. And I'm, I live in such a small town that even when we've been on like strict lockdown, it's, we've had no, pretty much no cases where I live. Like it's oh, nice. in the best spot to have like for COVID, like to be in a pandemic. It was the same. I had a woman on from New Zealand and she said it was the same thing. Yeah. Like, obviously people social distanced, you yeah. know, oh, they sure. washed their hands. There was Purell stations everywhere. Yeah. But, but we like, can still go out and go for walks and hikes and stuff. So it's not like I live in like a city where I'm like stuck in an apartment, you know? So oh, like that would be awful. Was manageable. Like my full time job, I work for a municipality. And so when that first happened, I started working from home for like a month. But it was just like the initial shock of it, I think, for everyone that was like really stressful. Like when it first happened, it was like, holy cow, we don't know. It was so many unknowns, right? Like, right. <laughs> don't know how they do, how COVID would affect a pregnant person. We didn't know exactly how bad COVID really was yet. Like, So it was pretty scary at first. I'm not going to lie. And I was about four months pregnant when like it really started, like shit started hitting the fan with it. (laughs) Um, Literally. Well, not actually. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So it was crazy. I don't know. It was just intense. Like my mom's in a care home. So we weren't able to see her on and off for a long time. It was just Mm -hmm. like an emotional crappy time for a lot of people. Right. So yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. And like, yeah. So going back to being pregnant, I mean, like I had to go to all my doctor's appointments by myself and just taking all those like extra precautions. And I mean, which I'm not that type of person that gets that upset. Like I probably would have gone to a lot of my doctor's appointments alone anyways, but I know it really affected a lot of people and girls and stuff. And just to have that option, like a lot of dads want to go to those appointments. Right. So yeah, it was interesting. Some, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a tale to tell the grandkids someday. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been binge watching. So I watched one, um, the, a motorcycle just went by. I hope you couldn't hear it, but it's I so, did. You did? My yeah. microphone is like so good. It's like Better too good. <laughs> I know. Um, which like I've edited some crazy stuff out of my podcast, like before they start recording, because now that I'm doing everything on zoom, it like it automatically records as soon as I log in, but I try to log in at least a few minutes before 
the guest um because like i don't want them trying to like log in and like, not be there yeah have them be like oh yeah. it's not working i don't know what to do or like you know so i try to be like a little bit early <laughs> so did and, you start this podcast yourself yeah i started it like it, i started it in 2018 wow good for you so it's been super fun um but it's so nice i have my windows open i forget what i was that motorcycle totally <laughs> distracted <heard> <laughs> me um I don't even remember. Oh, oh we were God. talking about COVID and being pregnant during COVID. I did give birth during COVID still. That was interesting because <laughs> I, well, I had a preemie, so. Oh, how, like I how early? Born, my water broke at 34 weeks. So I was, he was pretty early, like almost six weeks early. Um, <laughs> and the small town, I was just like, it had happened at like two in the morning. I was sleeping and all of a sudden I woke up to like wetness in my bed and I was like, oh God, <laughs> that can't be good. And then I woke up my ba- the baby daddy and I was like, I think my water broke. And you know how guys are. <laughs> He's like, no, you're like too early. There's no way. Just go back to bed. And I'm like, okay. So I went back to bed, just like the worst anxiety ever, of course. And I'm just like, mm. and then I went pee and it was just like sploosh everywhere the whole thing you know like I was just like hey well I'm definitely gonna go and probably like it was my first kid so I had no idea what to expect I thought it was gonna just drop out of me then and there (laughs) because there's so much pressure I was like oh my god is he coming right now like what is going on so we drove the hospital you would end up on one of those TLC shows oh my god totally um and then so yeah (laughs) we zipped the hospital the hospital in our little small town is like a we live really close to the hospital. It's like a three minute drive from us. So we got there. Lucky. Um, yeah. But because <laughs> it's such a small hospital, they didn't have enough staff to take me on. And because like Johnny was a preemie, so they had to fly me to a different hospital that's four hours away. That's like a bigger <gasps> city that they, where they actually had like the proper staff and it was a NICU and all that. So at first it was really scary and sad and I didn't want to leave our town, but it ended up being the best experience. We need to take a short break to talk about my favorite wine company that gives back, and that's One Hope. I'm proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wine has reached over $6 million in donations. That's crazy. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry, blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques Each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted a forest, in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. They even just released the new tasting flights, mini bottles for you to have your own wine tasting right at home. Shop, ship, sip, one hope at onehopewines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. Link is in the show notes below. Okay, wine moms, let's get serious, but just for a moment. For years, I have been dreaming up and working on putting together a nonprofit program to aid the youth aging out of the foster care system. Recently, I submitted this idea to the heads of the Department of Child and Family Services here in my state. And thankfully, my program was approved. They saw an overwhelming need, and the Sterling Lives program is now moving forward. But to make this a reality, we will need more than the little bit of government funding allocated for these youth. Most of these youth aging out will face homelessness, addiction, incarceration, or worse. At best... Many continue the cycle of negativity by entering into criminal organizations and gangs or abusive relationships that result in unwanted pregnancies, poverty, 
unsafe work trades, leading to even more children entering the foster care system and families living off government welfare. To break these chains and end the cycle, the Sterling Lives program is dedicated to helping aged out youth transition into healthy, productive adults, granting youth eco-friendly and affordable housing, safe work opportunities with flexible schedules to prioritize mental health, education, and job training, all while boosting America's rural economy with sustainable, environmentally focused tourism. Ways you can help are by snagging up some MWP merch, drinking One Hope wine, and donating directly at the Sterling Lives GoFundMe. All links are in the show notes below. Fly? Like, did they let the dad fly? No, he drove. So he drove and he met me there, but I was in labor for like four days. Oh my God. So. Shut up. (laughs) It was horrible. (laughs) See, what you were talking about with your water breaking, like I thought that was going to happen to me every moment of every day for weeks. My son was two weeks late. Oh God. And because. So I met my son's dad when I was living in the teeniest, 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 tiny town in Southern Utah, like by um, Bryce Canyon National Park. Oh, wow. And I was out there for like a contracted job. Uh, I'm like, I would say like, I'm surprised people live there, but they really don't. It's only like a hundred people who live there. Oh, boy. <laughs> So you know what a small town's like. Yeah. Well, I've only pretty much ever lived in small towns, except for when I was traveling. I live in a teeny tiny town now. Um, I don't know why. Whenever I think the States, I'm like, oh, huge cities everywhere. But there's so many small towns. There's like one or like two, depending, big cities in like each state. Yeah. Like the, you know, capital cities like Detroit. I'm originally from a suburb outside of Cleveland, but like. I grew up in like the like the village next to the township next to the suburb, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. like yeah. Ne- you know. So yeah. I'm like, I'm used to being a ways out. Yeah. But like, so there's no doctors. There's like a hospital oh. that has like a rotating staff of like specialists. Like yeah. one day it'll be like a heart doctor, or the next day it'll be like a orthopedic. Doctor. Oh my god. So like they didn't have like it's not like a really staffed situation out there. It's just like I don't know. Mormons, they normally just Yeah, like super There's like Mormons. Yeah, there's like multiple wives who have had multiple kids, so like yeah. they're experts apparently. Um so <laughs> my doctor when I finally got out to Nevada, um had no idea what my due date was. And my son is smaller. So he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to estimate and say this is your due date because I couldn't even get to a doctor until I was like 13 weeks pregnant. And my first doctor's appointment is when he told me, he's like, oh, you're having a boy. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Easy. Oh, my God. Because I called a doctor back home because a friend of mine is like the head of the nursing department at Cleveland Clinic Hospital, which is like a really big, well-known hospital. So I call her and I'm like, can you connect me with like a doctor? I just need to ask them questions. And they're like, yeah, you know, ask questions. Like she had this guy call me back and uh, he was like, you know, if you're coming back home anyway, uh you know, you might as well just wait. There's nothing we can really do. Like the beginning doctor's appointments are basically just like, yeah, you're pregnant. Like <laughs> nothing really happens, you know? Yeah. Um, so he's like, it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so I'm like, okay. And, but yeah, so because my son is smaller, Zeppelin, shut up. Um, <laughs> my dog is like barking at people driving by. Um, because my dog is smaller. Oh, cute. Come here, Zeppelin. You want to say hi? Come on. Oh, cute. This say is hi. my son's dog. Cute. Dogs are the best. Um, But because my son's smaller, he thought my due date 
was like two weeks, three weeks later than what it was. So after I had my son, they had to like put me, I went through two rounds of Pitocin and two rounds of Cervidil, still didn't go into labor, ended up having an emergency C-section. And he's like, oh, I think I had your due date wrong because your son's a little overcooked. And (laughs) and he had like, he was not cute as a newborn. He's definitely cute now, but he was not cute as a newborn. He had like all this like dry skin because he was just like in there too long I guess wow so he like shed like four layers of skin that's crazy it was wild Weird. but luckily know. we weren't in the middle of a pandemic yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> crazy all right go go lay down go bark at people out the window go on thank you yeah giving birth is no joke that's for sure <laughs> so are you planning on having more or are you just enjoying right the now one? no I am with you. I, I don't know. I I don't know if it was like Utah that turned me off to having multiple kids or if it was just like, now that I've been through the process of what it takes to bring a human being into the world, I'm like, that's fucking tragic. I'm not doing that again. (laughs) No, that's kind of how I feel too. I was just like, I personally had like the worst labor experience ever and just like going back to that all the time like a four-day labor like I was so drugged up and out of it for the whole four days like I barely even remember because I was in so much pain well luckily you weren't trying to like go natural could you imagine natural for four days no I was never the type that was like oh I'm just gonna go natural anyways like uh if I'm in pain I'll take the pain meds (laughs) <laughs> Even the doctor, though, she was like, I'm so surprised when people, like, I don't teach their own and go if you don't, right? But she's like, I'm so surprised when, like, girls come in and they're just, like, dying of agony and they just refuse taking any pain medicine because she's like, honestly, it does not affect the baby. Like, it is fine. It will be okay. Just take the damn pain medicine because if you're in pain, you're going to stress out the baby probably more than taking That was pain- my thought process, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. And that's where my labor started getting really bad is that my contractions were so bad that the the baby's heart rate was like slowing down to like, it stopped a few times. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I was in so much pain. See, I am just an anxious person. And one of the things that like really just messes with my anxiety is pain. Like, I was in a car accident with my grandparents. So like from time and time I have like, um, pretty severe, like back pain, uh, pregnancy was basically miserable for me. And I also have, um, like a few, I would say like six to 10 migraines a year. Oh, I get migraines too. So I'm like, and it just stresses me out. Yeah. So it's like, why would I put myself through that again? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I actually, after, so I had the epidural, um, and I suffered from a migraine for two weeks straight after. Did you know that's a thing? No. They can like, if you get an epidural, they can apparently like a bubble can get in mixed into it. And like, so there's like a bubble in your spine. And then, so you have this like ongoing migraine and like the spinal fluid has to keep replenishing itself until it's like normal again, which takes like weeks or months. Like I've talked to people who had this migraine after they gave birth for months, they couldn't even sit up. So, and the shitty thing with these migraines is that like Advil and Tylenol doesn't help because it's such a special migraine. Like, yeah. Oh my God. My face right now. Oh my God. It was was horrible. (laughs) And the crazy thing is with like, it's called a, I think a dermal migraine, but um, when you lay down, like, so when I was sleeping, I wouldn't feel it at all. Like my head was awesome. Like nothing, but it's the, literally the minute you stand up, your head is like on fire. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> so I had no. that for two weeks after Johnny was born too. And it oh was my horrible. God, that's it was terrible. Insane. It was horrible, but like we were staying at this like really nice mansion, like a block away from the hospital that was like funded by um, like a society, like for people that are out of town that have family in the hospital, um, like us, because we had Johnny there. Um, so we were staying there. So like, we'd have to walk back and forth. I'd have to like bring him a pump milk, walk back and forth all day. And 
Um, so yeah, dealing with that with mixed in with a migraine was just pretty, pretty shitty, but we made it through. Aww. <laughs> Your dog is so cute. He is the best. Johnny. What, what kind of dog is that? The Pomeranian. Oh my gosh. He's so cute. He's so fluffy. Yeah. He's getting, <laughs> he's getting a trim. I'm, sa- I'm saving that clip. I'm going to put it on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. So my, all of my labor, I never had a single cramp, nothing, all of my pain and all of my contractions even were in my back and the way same, same actually, Oh, the way Milo was situated, um, they tried to give me an epidural, I think probably two, three times it would last like a half an hour. Um, and then Milo would kick it out of place. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was awful. Oh, that sucks. So I would like have like maybe 20, 30 minutes of relief. I would like fall asleep instantly, just like zonked out wow. unconscious. And then it would like, he would move and it would, cause like, I don't know my back, um, the doctor, like was like, I don't know if it's going to work because there's some like, um, like spinal damage that oh. I have. So it was like hard for them to even get the epidural in. Yeah. It was just a disaster. The, the entire situation from pregnancy <laughs> to oh, like delivery tough. was like awful. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like, no, I yeah. can't. I know. I, I feel like when you have those like situations, you're like, yeah, I mean, girls who are like, Oh, I had the best pregnancy, best birth. Like, I can't wait to have more. It's like, well, yeah, you also had like had that experience, but I had like, a pregnancy. like Courtney Kardashian. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. I love being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't have too bad of a pregnancy. Like I actually had a lot of energy. I, I was pretty, I was healthier than I was like without being, well, cause I like to drink and I like the good things in life. So and obviously I wasn't drinking when I was pregnant. So I was actually a lot healthier and I was like exercising a ton. I really, I didn't really gain any weight. Like it was crazy because by the time Johnny came, I had only gained like 12 pounds and I had barely started even showing or feeling movement. So I never even like really felt pregnant. So when oh he, like, came Lucky. Out of me, well, when he came out of me, I was like, how was that in me? Like, it was crazy, but like my sister is pregnant at the same time as me. And she was like complete opposite because she actually was overdue too. And she's like, I hate you. <laughs> Cause I missed like the last month of where I would have just like, you know, gone big, felt him move and all that. So Oh my god. It's just kind of sad though. I mean, like that last sad. month was kind of nice. Yeah. No, no, you're lucky. That yeah. last month is fucking misery every moment yeah. of every day. And it would have been August for me. So I would have been dying of sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, I'm definitely like, there are pros of him co- to him coming early, but I still missed out on that. And I mean, you never really want a preemie baby. So, <laughs> well, how is he? Is he thriving? He's so good. He is hilarious. (laughs) He is like such a good little baby. He sleeps through the night normally. Like I'd say five out of seven nights a week, he sleeps like at least 10 hours straight. Oh my God. Lucky. He's just like my little adventure buddy. So he comes with me everywhere. We have so much fun. He's good. He's, uh, he's tiny. Like he's in the first percentile for weight. (laughs) He's really little, but he's so cute. He's, oh, I love him. He's adorable. Okay, maybe I will have more. <laughs> <laughs> no, join my club. The solo know, kid club. Awesome. He's awesome. He's good. More I feel like more people need to be on my side with this. Even though no, like totally there's all that like the single what is it? Only kid syndrome where yeah. Milo's just going to grow up and be like a total fucking asshole, but <laughs> no, whatever. I, I think that that's going to be a norm now. And like, I have a lot of friends who don't want kids either. So really? Yeah. See, I never really thought of having kids. Um, like I, I was diagnosed with PCOS, um, when I was 20, 20, um, thought I was 21, but no, I was 20. And that kind of just like took it off the table for me. Oh yeah. And I'm like, cool. Is that endometriosis? It can lead to that, yeah. 
my sister so, has endometriosis so she never thought that she would be able to yeah it, it can lead to that my doctor said I have like beginning stages just because the like scar tissue from like all the cysts and stuff but um yeah I was like oh okay cool like that's taken off the table for me I was 20 so like I didn't really care that much like yeah. I was like kind of bummed out and it kind of changed the way I thought about life but yeah. I, but then Milo came and I'm like oh okay this yeah, is yes like, I, I can <laughs> yeah and I had him like I, I don't want to say late but every time I tell people I had him when I was 26 they're like oh my god that's so late I'm like is it really that's oh. so weird because I feel like in Canada I think now the average age of having a baby is 30 in Canada see I feel like that's reasonable yeah like you're like, I, if you went to university I, yeah like, like I you're still done like I was too young I'm like <laughs> I still had so many fun years ahead of me <laughs> I don't know I think uh, I'm glad you said that though because I'm 31 also and I feel so like old that's crazy none of my high school friends have babies yet like really nope I'm the last one I think that it's different in the states than Canada like I don't know maybe I just get that just from watching teen mom but oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) no I actually I don't know I I maybe I'm completely wrong but I've always felt like maybe it's a younger thing in the states and Canada I don't know probably yeah I also feel like Canada is so much more progressive, especially when it comes to women. Yeah. That like, they're just, yeah. Y'all are just years ahead of us. Like they, uh, they've just like finished their master's degrees and stuff like that. So it's like, they didn't have time to have kids yet. Right. So I was like the first one and I'm 31 and that's like, I'm talking about like over a dozen girls. (laughs) Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah, out of my friend, like, I have one friend who I don't even know if she's going to have kids, and we've kind of lost touch, but she's also not married, and I'm like, oh, hey, like, unmarried people over here. Um, (laughs) So I'm like, I don't even know if she's going to have kids. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, everybody reached out to me, and they're like, oh, my God, like, you're the last one. Let us know if you need any advice, and I'm like. Their kids are like nine. I am like also. So one they of the were youngest. like right out of high school. A lot of them were like in college years. Like I'm the youngest one. A lot of my friends are older than me, but like still, like their kids are way oh. old. And Milo's like so young. And I'm like, yeah, man. Honestly, I'm so glad I had my 20s because, like, okay, so I was like a party girl. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun for 10 years from like when I was 19 till I was 30. And I am so happy I did that. yeah I just can't even imagine like not having that it was fun it's so weird because I look back and I'm like okay like that's interesting it's kind of hard because I'm like what would I do sometimes I think I was like if I wasn't a mom what would I be doing like right now and I have like no idea because I was a mom what is it Friday yeah I'd still be at work for 15 more minutes and then I'd probably be getting drunk (laughs) (laughs) but like when I wasn't a mom like the opportunities were like endless like I also turned into a workaholic but I partied my little fanny off too and I'm like man yeah what would I do I needed the the like it's it was time to grow up (laughs) yeah I'm glad I had that because like I don't know. Same shit, different outhouse all the time. Yes. (laughs) Small town. It's like it's fun, but it's like, hey, you're going to the same person's house every weekend. You're doing the same stuff, and it's like sometimes it's it's good to grow up, but it's definitely a new life. That's for sure. Yeah, I look back and I'm like, I'm glad I'm not that person anymore, but I'm glad I was that person. Me too. And sometimes I miss it, but like, we still have a lot of fun, right? Like right now I'm drinking some gin. Are you? Yeah. I was looking look- a podcast over. Uh, I'm just should, kidding. I would. I should, I, I should crack a bottle. Not, <laughs> it's not all gin. It's like a good double. <laughs> I was thinking because I was looking up these like wine cocktails. Cause I'm like, well, I can't just drink wine all the time. Summer's coming. Like. You got to have cocktails for summertime. 
Do you guys have good wineries there? Probably not, hey? You probably get it from, like, California. Yeah, California. Yeah. But I'm, o- I'm only 300 miles away from California, so I'm not yeah. that far. Yeah. I feel like if I was still in Ohio, people would be like, oh, my God, 300 miles? That's, like, more than 20 minutes, so, of course, we're not going. But now that yeah. I live out west, everything yeah. is bigger. Yeah. Um, 300 miles, I'm like, oh, I can make a day trip out of it. It's like going yeah. to Target. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I used to live in Vancouver and it's so funny how like now living in a small town, all the little small towns outside of us that are like five minutes or 10 minutes away. It's like, they're so far, but when you live in a big city, it's like, that's just life every day. I don't know. (laughs) It's, it's kind of hard to think about because I lived in the city for a minute and I'm like glad to be out of it. But now I was like, I'm glad to, it's kind of hard to get stuff out where I am. So I was looking at cocktail recipes for the wine club. And one of the cocktail recipes was white grapefruit juice, um, white wine, like a Pinot Grigio or a Moscato and gin and a couple other things. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds good. Mm. Like shake it up, pour it over some ice and like put like mint in there, like make a little mojito type situation i'm like wine drink like specialty wine drink sangria well i live in like i live close to the okanagan which is like also wine country i don't know if you've ever had nice i haven't but i wonder if they sell them in the states they're so good really yeah oh i want to try some they're like my fave but it's probably because i also like grew up on them Me and Milo, we have been tossing around the idea of what we want to do this summer. And I'm thinking my goal is to do five national parks. And one of them, I have to get a passport, a new passport for me and a passport for him. But I want to go to Banff. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, Because like, I was even like looking at property out like in Kelowna. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I, yeah, I live four hours from there. Freaking live there, like in a yeah. second. Because I love oh, where I live. Nice. So that's wine country. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't hate that. Like yeah. now I kind of want to move there more. Because yeah. I love where I live now because the weather is dry. It's cooler. In the summer, it can get really hot. But like typically the weather's a bit cooler and there's mountains everywhere. But it's brown. Everything is brown. Yeah. It's like the desert, obviously, because um, it's Nevada. But I'm like, man, if I could live here but have everything be green, yeah, I'm like, that oh, would be well, ideal. <laughs> See, I feel like I have so many allergies to, like, florals and mold. Oh, like, I would yeah. probably die. But yeah. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> Kelowna, because I am, like, yeah. all about mountains. I'm all about lake life. Oh, Kelowna camping, nice. outdoor stuff. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Come and visit. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have Airbnbs. Maybe we'll stay oh, in yeah. an Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. No. It's so awesome up here. If you come, I'm down for let it. us know. <laughs> I will for sure. That would be awesome. And I have I have Zeppelin registered as an ESA. So she goes wherever we go. Oh, nice. We were even considering like just selling all of our crap. And like, because I've been trying to find land to build a house and I am like struggling hard because everything is being bought up right now. Um, so I'm like, the house plans are done. Builders are ready to go and get everything set up. But like, I can't like find a place for them to put it, you know? So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting really sick of this. I was like, Milo, what do you think about selling all of our crap? Because we're watching Men in Kilts on Stars. Yeah. It's nice. it's the, like, uh, Scottish road trip show with the people from Outlander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm like, what do you think about selling all of our crap and, like, just living in an RV until yeah. we, like, figure out where the hell we want to live? And I'm like, and at that point, we can just, like, travel full time. We don't have to stay stationary. It has wheels. We can go anywhere we want to go. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And he has like not let that idea go. He's oh like God, all about no. it. And I'm like, we could totally drive to Canada. <laughs> yeah, totally. Is real estate expensive where you live? Um, it's not it's not that expensive, but like we are kind of just in this really like sustainable 
smaller living. Um, so we're looking like people are like, oh, why don't you just buy a, a house? And I'm like, because I really like this A-frame eco-friendly cabin. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's just finding a place to put it is like the pain in the ass part. Yeah. But okay. it's like even the property that's out here, like even regular houses that are just on the market for sale, they're only on the market for like a couple days and then they're oh, gone. Wow. Yeah. So it's like if you see something what you like, you better buy it that day. <laughs> yeah. What does the average house cost there? Um, around where I am, it's between like two fifty five hundred. Okay. So it's not that bad. That's pretty like similar to ours. Yeah. I know. I was looking at Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking. I'm like, yeah, I know. I was uh, on Zillow this morning. <laughs> I actually live in like one of the most affordable places like in Canada. I'm pretty sure. Cause like, it's funny. Cause I actually live like really close to a smelter. Like I look, my view is like a smokestack. Really? Oh, like of mining. Uh, yeah. It does like, yeah. It's a mining. That's what stuff. we have here. People are, cause like, I was talking to a friend of mine there. She's like, oh yeah, like there's so much mining up there. And I'm like, we live in Elko, Nevada. Like what the hell do you think everybody does around here? Same (laughs) damn thing. Oh my gosh. That's funny. It's funny because this is the silver state. It's like their motto, like welcome to Nevada, the silver state. But like all they do is mine for gold. That's so weird. I'm like, what? Well, you should probably change your slogan. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't been, well, I went to Vegas like almost 10 years ago now. That's the only time I've been to Nevada. I lived in Vegas for two and a half years before I went to Southern Utah and met my son's dad. And uh, yeah, I only go back to use the airport. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little much. It I is a little Vegas. much. I I don't know. I was never like a Vegas person. I moved there because I thought I was going to be a flight attendant, but I'm a big old chicken shit and got scared and backed out. Um, oh, and then I was just like stuck there because I had moved yeah. there. So I was like, oh my God, I better get a job. Um, so I started working at Planet Hollywood and just ended up living there for two years. And I'm like, oh, okay. well, that was probably fun though. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I got a Vespa. Wow. Uh, because I was Did you live, like on the drag. No, I live. Well, kind of. I lived two blocks uh, north, I think, of the Palms Hotel. Oh, yeah. Okay, so cool. it wasn't very far. Like it was far to walk because all the blocks are really big because the buildings are really big. Okay. So like when you're walking, yeah. you think like, oh, it's just a block. It's just two blocks. Like I looked at the map. It's just two blocks. But like if you're in L.A. or New York City, the blocks are like half the size yeah. or a fourth of the size, I guess, because there's yeah. four corners. Yeah. Um. So like looking at it, it's like, oh, it's two blocks. But like you walk it and you're like, dying. Um. So I was obsessed with the Lizzie McGuire movie when she went to Rome like a million years ago. And I was like, oh my God, I want a Vespa so bad. But I lived, I grew up in Ohio. I lived in Cleveland where it like snowed and rained and all this stuff. So I'm like, I can never get a Vespa. And then I moved, I moved to Las Vegas and I was like, oh my God, if I, I could totally get a Vespa now. So I got, I got a Vespa. Cool. And I drove it to Planet Hollywood every single day. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I do It was fun. Aww, Vegas is fun. I miss going to the States. Soon. Well, yeah, we were just so. told we're having a maskless 4th of July, which is like our Independence Day. Yeah. Um, so I was I'm down like, there for Independence Day a few years ago. I was in San Diego. That was fun. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. I love San Diego. So hopefully COVID will be over or <laughs> managed right now. I feel like everybody's kind of over it, but yeah. like there was like the whole part of like, Oh, panic. Oh, what are we going to do? We're all going to die like zombies. And then it was like, okay, like this is yeah. annoying. And now yeah. people are like, kind of, I think 
a year later, starting to logically think about it and like manage it a little bit better. So I'm like, now that everybody's kind of on board and they had their year long freak out. Yeah. (laughs) We might get our lives back. Vaccinated. I think we'll be good. I hope. Hopefully. Hey, 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 wine moms. I'm sure you've already heard, but the MW Wine Club is a virtual happy hour and it's here. Not here on the podcast, but here in the world, it is something that is happening over on IG. This is a virtual happy hour where I go live on Instagram with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips. We host giveaways and we play games and contests. And I also create delectable cocktails. And most importantly, I connect with all of you. Best part is it's absolutely free and you get to engage from the comforts of home. Get insider wine tips in your sweats. What's better than that? I don't know. Nothing. I can't think of anything. All events and details are listed at themommywines.com under the events page. Go check it out and find me on live. As many of you know, finance is my profession when I'm not here laughing, sipping, and chatting with all of you. I have over a decade of financial industry experience, and financial wellness is such a passion of mine. Like many things in the world, finances tend to look a little differently for women, even in today's generation. Weeble has simplified the stock market and investing game with an easy-to-navigate, zero-commission platform that has free real-time quotes, multi-platform accessibility, 24-7 online help, and extended trading hours. If you're looking to increase your financial portfolio and set up your retirement IRA and start investing in yourself, click the link in the show notes below to receive two free stocks on me. But we do confess on this show, and I have one that I think you're going to really enjoy, and it might be a look into your future, so beware. But did you prepare a confession? No, I should have, though. Oh, God. I confess. What's the first thing you think of? Oh, God. It could be a mommy fashion. It could be from... A confession from the past. Oh, well, this I'm not ashamed of this. Well, I just started antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills last week. Are you on sertraline? Because that's what they put me on when I had Milo. <laughs> Are they little yellow pills? Maybe. Mine weren't yellow. Okay. I think I'm mine were terrible. blue. They're, they make me really tired. Like, the whole past week, I've just wanted to, like, pass the frick out, like, all day. <laughs> but I have hope that they'll make me happier and less anxious. So, we'll see. Hopefully it is so, is it like a, like kind of like a permanent thing or does your doctor think it's no. just like postpartum like, hormones? So it was crazy. Cause like the first four months after Johnny was born, you do like the postpartum check-in and everything. And like, I was doing great. And then it was just like, after that, I think that mixed with like COVID and everything else. I and like not seeing people a lot and just a lot of shit going on. I like everything kind of started hitting me at once. Mm-hmm. And I like having a kid's crazy. Like you have good weeks and you have bad weeks. And I just had like a really bad week. And I don't know. I, yeah, I just went to him. So I'm trying this out and seeing if it like balances everything out. And yeah. Hopefully it does. I kind of wish I was a pharmaceutical sales rep right now because I bet antidepressants yeah. are totally <laughs> making a lot of money during COVID. Yep. But. I got to tell somebody this because I was telling a friend of mine and she's like, if you don't share that on the next podcast, she's like, I'm going to be really disappointed in you. (laughs) So my son is four and we've been potty training for like two years now. It's going horribly, miserably, Um, obviously, because it's taking two years, absolutely refuses to potty train, but his little potty folds down into like a step stool. So he's supposed to like obviously go potty, push it down, um, which is like training a boy to like put the lid down. And then he can like use that to get up and to play Mm -hmm. with the wash his hands. But all he does is play in the water um, at the sink. 
So he always tells me, he's like, mommy, I'm going to go potty, which basically is his like lie of being like, I want to play in the water. So (laughs) I'm putting dishes away in my kitchen. I'm in my kitchen right now. So my dishwasher's over there and I'm putting my dishes away and he's in the bathroom over there and I can hear him splish splashing around, you know, like having a great time. And he's like, "Mm, nummy water. I'm like, oh why is he drinking the water? I'm, I'm assuming he's like putting it in his hand and drinking it because that's what he does in the shower. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like just drink all the water. And I'm like, hopefully it'll make you have to pee and we can try this potty training thing again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like never gonna happen. I always make the joke of I'm gonna just be packing pull ups in his like <laughs> suitcase when he goes off to college. He's gonna <laughs> potty train. Um, but so I go in there because he's like been playing in the water for like 10 minutes and I'm like what the heck like okay this is enough <laughs> like, we live in the desert you need to calm yourself down um you know whales are dying and whatnot and so I go in there and he has my diva cup and he's filling it up with water and drinking out of it oh my god <laughs> like this is disgusting that's actually so funny though but gross <laughs> I died oh my inside, God. like legit <laughs> died inside. Like, no, not for you. <laughs> oh my God. I took it from him and I set it back on the little tray on the counter. Cause I'm like, I'm a single woman. It's just me and my four-year-old. So like, I just put it on a soap dish if I'm not using it. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody's going to see it. But he's in there oh and he's God. filling it up with water and he's drinking out of it. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I like shut the water off, take him out. I like shut the bathroom door and I like go in my room. Cause I'm like, I don't want him to think he's doing anything bad because I'm yeah. like, he has all like, I feel like I'm so bad at this potty training situation. <laughs> so like, I don't want to scare him from the bathroom any more than I already did. Uh, so I like took I- him out put him in front of cartoons, went in my bedroom, shut the door and just sat on the floor, laugh crying for like 15 minutes. That is hilarious. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Don't ever tell him. (laughs) Oh no. I'm going to tell him when he's like 16. (laughs) Hilarious. And I have all these podcasts for reference. So exactly. That's awesome. (laughs) Aww. People ask me, they're like, don't you think he's ever going to get embarrassed? Because a lot of like my mommy fashions, if like, if it's like a mommy related confession, people are like, oh, you know, aren't you worried that he's going to like get upset? And I'm like, um, he gets half of anything my podcast makes. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. if he's that upset about it, I'll just take that 50% back. Yeah. <laughs> totally. That's awesome. oh my gosh well oh it's already four o'clock well i love chatting with you thank you so much for being my guest share with everybody where they can find you online and on social media so my instagram and tiktok are both the same handles so it's authentically ally underscore for both of them fun yeah. And what kind of stuff do you post over there? Because I find I, I stalk all the cool people on Instagram. <laughs> That's where I find all my guests. So I already know. <laughs> um, I feel like most of what I post is like day to day, but a lot of venturing because we like to hike and get outside a lot. Um, we like food, a little bit of exercising. It's kind of just like all, <laughs> all over the map. <laughs> nice. All over the map. Yeah. But I- most of the ventures. I need to get back on my, I feel like the quarantine 19 hit me a lot harder than I thought it was going to. So oh, I'm yeah. like, I think have, a lot of people are in that boat. <laughs> I need to get back on that fitness train. Yeah. That's but, what you will when you want to. <laughs> yeah. That's, yourself, that's like the thing. I'm like, mm, yeah. I've gotten really comfortable on quarantine. So I'm like, when is that going to kick back in? <laughs> yeah maybe when I start seeing people again and things open totally yeah "Mm." I also have a friend in town and she's like a fitness coach and she's like oh wow 
she's like, okay, if you lift weights with me twice a week, I will do yoga with you three times a week. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you friends like that. That's all I do is like, um, like the incline trainer. I have like, yeah. she calls it a hit workout. Um, I call it my soon to be patent pending dog, the bounty hunter workout. Um, which is basically like, you know, when you go to the gym and the treadmills have those little TVs. Yeah. Yeah. I would go. And after I had Milo, I would put him in the kids club and, um, he was like five months old. He would basically just like hang out in this little like padded mat thing, <laughs> like Aww. chew on stuff. But I would take him, put him in the kids club. And then I would do the incline trainer and I would watch dog, the bounty hunter. And then like on the commercials, I would lower the incline and like do 30 minutes of sprinting and then 30 minutes of like my foot, my feet resting on the sidebars. So like just standing there catching my breath basically, because I (laughs) had a five month old baby, I was out of shape. Um, and then I would do that, like repeat that over and over until the show came back on. And then when (laughs) I was watching dog, the bounty hunter, it would be like, at like a high incline and it would be like two and a half, three. So I'd be like walking uphill. And then during the commercials, I would just repeat it That's until the really show was over. That's awesome. And then if I got really adventurous, uh, because it was in the middle of the day, I would switch to Wendy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for being my guest. Everybody go follow Allie and... Yeah, it's a good time over Thanks there. I'm gonna snag me. one of your pictures from the uh, for the for the podcast promo. <laughs> cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Have a good, Have a good rest of the week. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. And don't forget, if you're listening on YouTube, to give this video a big thumbs up and make sure to subscribe. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. Be like, hey girl, just listen to this super awesome and relatable podcast from Mommy Wines. Here's the link to the episode. Have fun. You know. And to support the show and keep it growing, snag some MWP merchandise available at themommywines.com. You can also find all of my wine gadgets and my favorites right there under the shop page. For even more tipsy content, follow Mommy Wines Podcast on Instagram. On IG, I go live with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips, connect with all of you wine moms, and share some pretty funny memes if I do say so myself. All sponsor info and links will be available in the details below. So until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.